హలో అండ్ వెల్కమ్ టు బెంగళూరు బిట్స్ హై సుబు హోయూ ఐమ్ డూయింగ్ గుడ్ సో వాట్ టుడే It's all about security. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean... Something they, as, I think as Indians, we don't do <laughs> that great job. I mean, nothing. I mean, offensive to anyone. But I think, including yeah. me, uh, we don't take security, especially online or any of the devices what we buy that seriously, right? Right. So, I mean, just to uh, iterate what you're saying. So, we... I mean, every year, there are these two conferences which happen, in, like, towards the middle of the year, which is... One is this Black Hat, uh, and the other one is the DevCon 2017. So, right. both these events which happens in within, like, in a span of about 10-15 days. And the DevCon has been there for about more than 20-25 years, if I'm not wrong. Okay. It's been one of the oldest events, which is, like, very popular, mm-hmm. uh, where... uh most of the sec- i mean the, the the hackers who work in terms of certain vulnerabilities over the year and then they uh disclose that to the to the uh, to the vendors who are like in terms of either google or apple and then try to get a fix and then and then they publicly go about disclosing in terms of how they were able to achieve okay. it and stuff like that. so that's essentially how uh i mean these conferences are structured basically so uh some of the, i mean both these conferences are like this year if you look at it as a theme is basically in terms of um, the voting machine like with the given the backdrop of uh, what we see a lot of noise chatter about in terms of uh, russia uh, fidging around you mean you're, ta- you're talking about the us election yeah right? US i mean there is, there is the probably even similar complaints even in the with the india um, i mean election commission voting machines as well right true so that is the, the kind of uh, uh, so the the core theme in both these um, uh, conferences is like basically um, like get this access to this voting machines to this hackers and then see mm-hmm. what they are able to crack and then what are the various vulnerabilities available on them and then how do we patch them and stuff like that so that is something which is at the high level and then if you want to go little further down they are like grouped into basically a, a voting village which is like the what we talked about and the other one is an iot village which is like in terms of all the industry i mean internet of things in terms of what various vulnerabilities what some of the smart devices exhibit and then uh, how some of these vulnerabilities can be patched and what is there out there and stuff like that and the other uh, last one is like uh, completely themed around in terms of the social engineering aspect of it wherein that is also emerging as one of those um, um one of those vehicles wherein uh, hackers use primarily social engineering as one of those ways to just get into get access to your get access to your data via platform providers like apple or amazon or any of them so this is the, the, the whole show both these shows are based around these two themes i mean primarily around these three themes so we might probably just touch upon the stories around these yeah uh, so sure. cross cross like i mean it, i don't even know sometimes when i refer it is coming from devcon or something it's coming okay. from black hat so okay so why don't we start with the uh, the hacking of the um, voting machines right, right. So, so yeah so i mean i did read about it but it looks like mostly related to some old windows uh, xp related uh, uh, attacks right So mm-hmm. I think it looks like some of these voting machines or many of these voting machines are running on an unpatched version of Windows uh, yeah, XP. Yeah, let's not say Windows will say some proprietary operating system they okay. might be running. So it could <laughs> be, yeah, it, it could be Microsoft or somebody else. I mean, so we don't know that, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, unpatched OS is, is pretty common, right? Right, Just, yeah. Uh, 
I mean, it has been happening for quite some time, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like the the whole idea here is that basically, um, see, the the like you said, no, the parallels between India and US here is the same. Uh, every election, if you look at it, as soon as we complete an election, we get these complaints in terms of the opposition party calling in. There is a certain amount of uh, either mishandling these EVM machines or there are some discrepancies in terms of uh, how they, the EVMs calculate the voting percentage and stuff like that. So this complaint is there, uh, I mean, irrespective of this country. So I think... Uh, I think last year, uh, the DMCA has kind of uh, given an exception, which is like the Digital Millennium Act, which gave an exception that um, it it allowed the hackers to basically take a look at these devices and see, uh, basically, it allowed the hackers to do an ethical hacking in terms of these devices and see what vulnerabilities are there and stuff like that. So, as soon as the conference opened, um, they are like able to crack the device in about two hours or something. Okay. So, so which is like, which is like out of, I mean, like, if you if somebody has access to these devices and then they have enough spare time, and you can imagine the amount of uh, hack they can perform on these devices. I mean, like, so I mean, in a real world, correct? Right. So what does it take to hack them? I mean, I understand if you get act, I mean, get physical access to these voting machines, then obviously you can do more. Right, right. Yeah. But in a realistic scenario, yeah, but uh, the, some of the hacks they have demonstrated is does has, doesn't need to be even a physical access because some of them are hacked via Wi-Fi, basically. Okay. So you just need to have a proximity of in a place where you have these uh, these voting machines are there. Wherein, with the help of Wi-Fi, they are able to basically so you, hack into... So, you, you have to be on the same network, basically. Yeah, but either in the network or in the proximity of it, actually. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So, so the, I mean, the, I think the, the, the kind of... The, the message here is very clear in terms of... On the contrary to what the government bodies uh, traditionally deny, saying that these machines are like like completely foolproof and then they are not hackable and stuff like that which is like kind of they are like trying to kind of protect these machines not giving access to anyone by keeping them they feel that they are keeping it secure and stuff like that so but eventually what is happening right now is that if you look at it the organizers kind of uh, made sure that they the machines are patched so that I mean, so that tomorrow nobody can complain saying that okay, no, this is an older version of the software. We fixed it after this and stuff like that. So they kind of prepared it very well in terms of getting access to these devices from the manufacturers. Make sure they are patched. They are the latest version of the software and stuff like that. No, but I think it is pretty important to do it. Yeah, uh, absolutely I in mean, a democracy, uh, yeah, right. especially and making it public. Uh, the cost right. is much more significant, yeah. right? And they can actually, any country, including India, I'm saying. Right. Uh, I mean, they should definitely have an interest because you don't want... Yeah, I mean, for a democracy, this is the core pillar, right? Yeah, yeah. obviously, right? Yeah. And you don't want, I mean, some hacking, some hacking individual or even a Yeah, country, even if it right? is like within the country or domestic or external. Yeah, I right? mean, or, or yeah. even other countries. Right? Yeah, right. Seen that, right? So. It's just total vulnerability, yeah. right? So... So, I mean, there are, uh, so the whole idea here is that basically so that uh, within like couple of three days, I mean, within a couple of two days, they are able to expose like about 12 to 13 vulnerabilities at, uh, with uh, no, uh, I mean, like, just imagine like the amount of time if you have on hand and access to these devices 
and uh, the what you can do basically like i mean okay yeah so <clears throat> i think uh, similarly i think even the india uh, election commission also conducted some sort of a, maybe a so called hackathon <laughs> uh, to to actually uh, to see how our uh, evms are yeah i mean like it is eventually it is important i mean we have been seeing this uh, complaints from kejriwal and other either in the congress after the bar, po- polls and stuff like that so i think what is important here is though i i'm not sure how effective that hackathon conducted by election commission of india because they still uh, they don't have that kind of uh, openness what the us is demonstrating at this point of time but i think eventually that is the direction we need to move wherein instead of hiding those devices and keeping them secure or threatening someone who's trying to hack put threatening them to be you know putting them on jail and stuff like that should be much more open to see what vulnerabilities are there in these devices and how we can patch them and how we can move forward and stuff like that so that i i think that is some kind of in a direction where we also need to move forward actually okay so uh, continuing on on what the other things they do <clears throat> is uh, the other one i saw i don't know which one you want to pick but i think Uh-huh. Uh, i found a netflix story yeah, it may not be related to defcon but i think uh, yeah, it, it is actually yeah okay. because i mean the 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 activity what netflix has done internally uh, has been presented in defcon so yeah right yeah yeah so it is like kind of a so that is also another important uh, aspect of the defcon or uh, black hat is that basically the even when you have i mean this is one of the very interesting trend what you are seeing here is that uh some of these companies like uh, netflix and other guys they have this proactive teams uh, cyber security teams within their organization who kind of do the similar exercise what this hackers which are there outside so to basically do the threat analysis and prevention of their software infrastructure and stuff like that so that is something which is presented by uh, netflix engineer itself so yeah go ahead yeah i think <clears throat> i think netflix uh, does lot of these things right so i mean they have a very vibrant open source uh, components or a sort of an ecosystem which they are trying to build mm-hmm. things like chaos monkey and other things i have seen uh, essentially they are trying to attack themselves right, um, right. and then uh, in the interest of making the platform more secure right, and right. also in that process they create some tools and technologies which they outsource right I mean, absolutely which yeah. is not outsource open source yeah i mean we, we have been talking about netflix every now and then on the episodes when we catch up on how it is isn't it, it how netflix is also as a technology company yeah i mean i that. actually respect the netflix more as a technology right. company the, the kind of thing what they are doing in terms of uh, a lot of open source initiatives what they are contributing right those are like pretty significant yeah. uh, either it could be like something like for testing resiliency in your infrastructure that mm-hmm. this also seems to be like that so right. just to detail on this attack uh, what i found interesting is is a new trend called this api gateway right okay essentially what used to be the firewalls which protect all your backend services the, the demilitarized zones and all those things used to exist right. now i think companies are getting into this new bandwagon called api gateway which is <laughs> which is which is nothing but like a sort of a reverse proxy yeah right to your like, internal resources correct right. so the ddosing not your primary website yeah. so it is ddosing in terms of your api infrastructure actually right, right. so yeah. what they essentially are doing is uh, they don't open the web traffic 
completely i mean uh, i mean the internal app services or the back end services right. to the internet right but they expose certain apis through a sort of this api gateway which basically goes and hits the back end services right, right right so it could be done for many reasons it could be just to support integration or adding new features into your application whatever maybe yeah, even it could be a profile service or it could yeah. be like a it could be like something the movie which you watched needs to right. be added into your so favorite i think that, that sort of opens up if there is a hole in that and if if these hackers it looks like what netflix themselves have able to find is they they can pretty much do a ddos attack on the back end services <laughs> which at, 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 i mean i also uh, understand i think the, the back end services in any company is not monitored all that well yeah, because they always think okay it's behind a firewall yeah. it's not publicly exposed who is going to hit it exactly. but this yeah. api gateway is opening up that hole right right, right? So, so yeah so i mean like more like you said no the, the i mean if you look at it as like in a previous generation like wherein you classically call it as like a uh, not a native cloud app or something like that where uh, the traditional apps are built and then you build all the security measures for the for for the front end front ending your application so which is like how do you prevent the ddos which is coming into your primary website and streaming content right. and stuff like that so now now once you have fixed that and then i think they are pretty good at that they are able to handle uh, a traffic which is like about close to about uh, if i'm not wrong about 3 terabytes a second or something like that yeah that's their primary i mean gateway ability to handle the traffic which can come to it but i mean i i don't think we have got bots which can generate 3 terabytes of traffic at this point of time right yeah, yeah. right <laughs> so so i think what is interesting here like you said no basically they are able to orchestrate their own traffic which are coming from one country to amplify that into multiple in which is is hitting their api backend and stuff like that so this is like uh say if you have it's like not 3 it's 35 terabyte per second 35 terabyte. oh sorry okay <laughs> So I mean, that's a sort of uh, infrastructure yeah. there. Yeah. So I mean, like, so, so hitting them with a DDoS attack is like <laughs> it's like literally impossible. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like they they can just pretty much kill them uh, by uh, the bot will kill themselves. Yeah, maybe. the swarms can be just killed at no time. Actually. So the, what they have done here is is basically like the they just try to amplify the. amplify the requests which are coming into the api gateway to multiple times so if one request comes in that gets amplified into 10000 requests to the api gateway and stuff like that so that way uh, they are able to basically simulate and see uh, even the primary front end streaming infrastructure is working fine if the other uh, if there are other services in the other microservices in the background if starts failing then it can bring back the primary business also so that's a kind of uh, interesting uh, exercise which they have done and then so i mean like this is something like i i think these teams primary objective could be like something in terms of demonstrating this and then probably the development or engineering teams could probably see what various architectural changes and design right. changes which needs to be you know added and stuff like that so but i think this is an interesting case study yeah yeah what's impressive is like they are exposing this i mean outside right right the president saying okay i have this vulnerability and like and they are actually letting the world know about it mm-hmm. that's a significant uh, i mean mind shift yeah, right? Right, especially yeah. not many i mean big companies do that true they basically protect their vulnerability don't share with anyone un- until they hit with some big thing right 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 yeah and it and it also it's kind of important for netflix to do because you see the recent hbo attack 
which yeah, has like, happened. I mean, DDoS is like pretty normal. Uh, there are like billions of IoT devices and uh, right. and unpatched windows or uh, I mean, there are like billions of devices which are like if you just go to the dark web by just paying small amount of fees yeah. you can just assemble like about millions of bots which can just go attack on single IP address and stuff like that so just like I mean essential beyond like you need to move from one stage to other and stuff like that yeah okay so that's on Netflix uh, yeah so the other interesting uh, trend I I mean at least I see in the in the software side uh, is that something like I mean earlier if you look at it we used to see a lot of hacking around in terms of the the buffer overflow which is the primary one of those big vulnerabilities in the software stack for the years like beat in beat in 80s or 90s uh, irrespective of the platform that's one of those primary vulnerabilities where the the software stack either leads to an execution of an external program or crash of the application and stuff like that so right. I think now the trend more or less like sandboxing and other uh, the advanced architectural implementations in yeah. the mobile OS and stuff like that kind of driving the uh, driving the hackers into further other areas in terms of like how can we go ahead and see if there is any bug in the chipset which are available in the mobile phones or is there any other radio or a device driver which is which is there in the device so even if you can't attack the android or ios directly so is there a way where i can go see whether because most of the mobile phones are combination of uh, multiple third party components and each one has their own hardware and software stack so and then though android looks as our android or ios look outside as in a single box but which is like a combination of that os is just interacting with multiple multiple independent devices device driver softwares coming in from these vendors and stuff like that. so the hackers are moving in a direction which is interesting on mobility wherein they are moving in towards like in terms of see whether what are the other areas we can look at it and stuff like that so another interesting demo which was demonstrated there is that the wi-fi uh, bug which is exposed in um, in the broadcast chip so which is like another an essential um, i mean so when we talk about a hack which is exposed in this conferences which has been already identified worked with the vendor and then it has been patched by both ios and android and stuff like that so that then it comes back to this conferences and stuff like that so this has been there for a while uh, so the broadcast chip had an uh, wi-fi vulnerability which were allowing either an android or ios devices hackable wherein Though the hacker may not be able to take control of operating system or anything, but wherein they're pretty much able to, uh, I mean, they, they don't need to go access the operating system to do any kind of hack there. Okay. It's just like in terms of stay outside the outside the security infrastructure of the operating system and then just take the vulnerability of the Wi-Fi chip, which is the broadcast chip, is, right. gives them the access to the complete device and stuff like that. So that is another interesting, both in terms of the area where the smartphone hacks are moving forward wherein in terms of seeing what various these third party components are coming in and then how we move forward I mean what kind of vulnerabilities can be you know, identified and stuff like that so one good thing I see here is that the the, the recent announcement if you look at it, the what the, the Android um, uh, play services which the Google has announced okay right which is like which has this ability to scan for the software which you install the Android devices. So that is something which is like Google is trying to 
preemptively preemptively trying to do that yeah i think they call it with some sort of uh, it's called play services right yeah pay, play play security services yeah play secure something like yeah, that because right. i think most of the apps even today i installed an app i mean slack for example which i right. installed today yeah, okay i think it, it was it was scanning and it says it's certified right. right so yeah i think that is kind of so uh, this is like this is like a two way battle now so wherein uh, even if there is a vulnerability or any app which is trying to use that vulnerability so google will be able to have this kind of centralized repository where the machine learning algorithms can understand this program signatures what various classes they use and various metadata they collect and stuff like that right. and they able to build and find the patterns of the uh, applications which are getting installed in the android and they'll be able to go proactively try to prevent them or delist them from the google play or if the if the user is trying to sideload them and then they able to go go ahead and then still scan for the app and then try to warn the user and so on. so this is not a foolproof system or anything like that but it is still uh, it it is still an option where it gives an operating system to little bit of a control in terms of what applications and how we want to move forward what applications which are like uh, which are infected and then how that can be scanned and then we can move forward so that is an another demo which um, which is which is like uh, which is based on the broadband chip uh, in the broadcams wifi chip and stuff like that so so these two are very interesting and the third one um, is another uh, interesting uh, vulnerability in android which is the clock and dagger attack which was like um, demonstrated to google um so this is uh, the clock and dagger is another interesting hack which is exposed which is i think it's only getting fixed in android o which i mean unfortunately all the previous versions are going to have this vulnerability for how long we don't know uh, but google play protect can probably uh, able to protect certain devices with respect to what this vulnerability exposes i mean the applications which uses this vulnerability and try to expose and stuff like that so that could be one possibility but what this essentially is doing is that it is using android ui uh, so uh, android ui has a certain implementation details wherein when you have certain amount of um certain amount of user interface coming or getting relayed on top of another one where you have a certain permission for your user interface to override this permissions so like for example if you are using an application and you have a notification that window needs to over overlay the applications which are there in the background so essentially based on this vulnerability an application go silently can acquire a permission which what the the notifications are able to do and then they able to rely and then silently sit there at the background without showing the user interface and when any other alert in terms of like for asking for a permission or anything where they can just hijack that and then they basically they call this as a click jack wherein uh the user will be thinking that they are responding back to on a question which is asked by the previous app but wherein this this vulnerable app which i mean the wherein this harmful malware which is sitting in the background will be able to hijack that ui and put their own ui and get more permissions and stuff like that. so they essentially what they can do is they can simulate and they they the, as an application just sitting silently there which will be able to go ahead and manipulate all the permissions and do it so this is another uh uh another vulnerability which was like disclosed to google and then the i think the essentially problem here is that since it's in a user interface problem 
it is very difficult for google to go ahead and then patch them and the previous versions and stuff like that. so they they have essentially fixed on android o and probably go via google play protect route to see whether there not much damage is done in the in the moving forward and stuff like that so okay yeah i think android i think there are so many uh, such vulnerabilities does exist right so right probably just like windows for example right so it's not as not bad yeah right? it's not as bad as that uh, though uh, i mean like uh, though i would say android is much i mean architecturally android is much more secure um, uh, i would say uh, but i mean th- there are vulnerabilities because of the kind of um, the kind of it is it is not closed uh, in terms of like ios where the hardware and software is managed by single vendor basically so right. wherein uh, it is uh, android ecosystem is like much similar to what you what you just said like it is like windows like the ecosystem is so vast wherein the, you have different players in the ecosystem who independently manufacture various components and stuff like that so there yeah okay what other things you saw um i mean there are so many uh, interesting demos were there i mean i mean basically the exposure of vulnerabilities in uh, from iot industrial iot uh, on some of those interesting are like like kind of a to the level where we see that in the die hard movies where how do we if we have yeah, access okay. to the f- physical infrastructure how do we take down the entire physical infrastructure which is like very similar to uh the fire the fire sale of uh, infrastructure and stuff like that so uh, i mean the industrial iot hacks are really um very scary actually yeah i mean that is where i think it uh, all started with uh, it, with the, the stuxnet right yeah i mean the stuxnet is, i i mean like I there are probably even before that it was it was not that done big scale but i think stuxnet pretty much uh, opened up the whole thing yeah and everyone was yeah. be aware of what is happening there right so, right, right right so yeah i think it is it is definitely scary i think and i think that's why i think cyber security today is is actually getting some mainstream attention absolutely yeah. uh, there are a lot of companies very focused only on cyber security or are actually starting up right mm-hmm. and i think that's a good trend actually and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and possibly before this so called iot boom which i don't think it has really caught steam <laughs> if at all it happens in another 5 years okay. i think security should not be an after thought i think this kind of things will definitely help absolutely secure yeah. it correct yeah. so, uh, so the, uh, i mean and, and especially if you are uh, buying some devices for your home and i am more worried about the smart locks and other things which you put on your door mm-hmm. right <laughs> imagine yeah. if somebody hacks yeah, yeah and you can just easily get <laughs> i mean you have, i mean robbers can enter through your front door actually right. so. i mean other interesting uh, uh, demo i saw is that um, I mean you have this automated uh, car wash systems in US where you drive into yeah. that and then that demo is like pretty scary stuff <laughs> so sitting inside the car he was able to activate the door uh, of an automated uh, car wash system and then which was able to come and then bang his car i mean like and they they can they are pretty much drowned in water <laughs> so which is like I but mean, i don't know why why would somebody do it i mean just for the fun of it maybe no no i mean this is like demonstrable so if yeah. you imagine i can stand outside the premises and then if i do it 
it'll be fun i mean right so i mean there's no monetary benefit to it actually no it is right so if if uh, i mean so basically if you just want to ram the door on the vehicle which is passing it mm. you can just pretty much create any kind of damage actually right so i mean this industrial iot hacks are really scary and uh, they are like like a death threat to actually like. right yeah. so i mean the other interesting area i saw something which is new on this uh, this year probably is that something like uh, there are a lot of thinking going around in terms of how do we use uh, some of these uh, uh, some of this algorithmic learning of uh, security tools and security practices and stuff like that so is there any way where ai can be used in terms of like not is there any way where wherein they are already exploring in terms of various ways how ai can be potentially used for improving the security and threat analysis and threat detection and threat uh, threat warning and stuff like that so i think ai plays a very I mean, key role yeah, yeah. definitely a big yeah. role so uh, i think and also clubbed with uh, some big data technology right. uh, it can actually solve lot of problem yes i think it is only with through patterns you can learn more yeah so uh, that is another big trend i see this year wherein the lot of hackers are looking at in terms of how we can use this artificial intelligence to make sure the the security practices and then the security tools can be improved and then stuff like that so which is another interesting area and i also see there are a lot of self questioning of tools like i mean if you look at it most of the hackers use certain amount of tools to for for i mean like in terms of like getting access to the remote systems or stuff like that so there are lot of this self realization and self analysis in terms of like what vulnerability does are there in the tools which we use to hack right yeah so right yeah that is an another trend which i see wherein like in terms of how do we Uh, are there any i mean it's not there are there because i think there are already disclosed so many vulnerabilities on the tools which they use i mean they have something called this rat packs which they use for uh, right. many of these remote hacks and stuff like that so they are also evaluating in terms of evaluating and seeing how in terms of various software vulnerabilities are there in these tools tools itself so the, uh, whether while you are on the job hacking something is there a way the other guy can hack you back and stuff like that so yeah uh, yeah so that is another trend which i see just uh, so that's pretty much i mean i uh, i mean there are quite a bit of uh, discussions uh, and in terms of i think this show is more about in terms of like your ability to make networking and stuff like that apart from these sessions so since we i mean we are not attended it in person yeah so it's just more of a i think it is uh, an important event um, especially to showcase what sort of vulnerabilities are there and Absolutely. and i think we have to appreciate they are doing this publicly yeah so everyone is aware of it it's not like hushers their companies know what their vulnerabilities are and then they hide from you right so those, those kind of things uh, are definitely appreciated in that so yeah and it also i mean like kind of uh, b- gives an ability in terms of like uh, give a confidence of your own tools and software stack you use in your own company right like, yeah and i think security is especially just to i mean uh, rephrase what i said in the beginning in india i think there is absolutely no focus focus on it uh, not even nobody cares also yeah nobody cares this is like i mean i have seen in many shops uh, where the shopkeeper right uh, he asks for your credit card pin number uh, <laughs> and people are happily saying that yeah true. i mean why would you do that actually yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. and writing your atm passwords in in the back of your atm card itself those are like some stupid mistakes <laughs> you can do so I mean, like, culturally the 
there is something wrong with us wherein we don't focus on privacy and security yeah. i think that needs to be fixed and uh, everybody needs to understand the importance and i think they, yeah, people will realize only if they having I mean, lose money right um that is probably the first thing second thing is if they have to have some real privacy things if it got leaked out that's when i think people will realize maybe those sort of hacks haven't happened in india we don't know it is happening but the problem is people are not understanding that it is because of the lack of security and privacy understanding they have mm. so that is something which is like uh, which is like kind of uh, so uh, like any other thing like like discipline like anything it needs to start from the individual where it rolls up to the society and then it moves to the government actually so as a culturally i think we need to have this kind of awareness in the schools itself needs to educate the importance of security and privacy uh so i i mean like casually if you talk to anyone they will say i mean i don't care if either facebook or google collects my data i mean like yeah they, that kind of shows only their ignorance i mean like uh, that, if somebody says that to me then it just really shows only their ignorance not i mean th- th- that means they needs to be educated even though they are educated well enough in the industry even if it is within the information technology but if you don't respect the security and privacy then you are as well as uneducated actually on this right okay so that was a a good summary of uh, what happened in defcon both the, uh, yeah both are confirmed i don't know how many uh, how many of us in india really follow defcon uh, okay. maybe less i'm not sure uh, but i think it's a pretty important topic to talk absolutely yeah. um, especially with sort of the smartphone penetration what we are seeing in india right it right. is very important people understand this yeah and not only that as well you brought another interesting point which is like not only smartphone many of us are moving into this digital adoption of digital yeah technologies which is like in terms of payments right yeah the security cards and everything we are moving in so it is important we need to know how to secure them what vulnerabilities are there in these products not not to take that as a granted actually yeah. so buy a phone and then take that as a like a foolproof system or take this as a granted not to worry about these things is also an important factor actually <laughs> and especially we being a sort of an, a big android market and all sort of devices android devices are Absolutely, being sold yeah, here yeah. and i don't think some of those really cheap uh, android device manufacturers take any Bother, ca- take yeah. any attention towards this they right? don't even patch the android securities yeah, right. so the security I mean, vulnerability they are just i want to just sell that one phone once this is just a fly by night operator right so they're I mean, just fly by night sort of very concerning actually yeah. right right uh where even maybe uh, google is putting effort to secure android but this um, i mean it's probably the last mile sort of a problem yeah right? but that that <laughs> is not going to be enough actually yeah. uh, though it's just like it's needs to be coming in from every direction actually the way we are yeah, moving i think that space is definitely um, we need to really um, yep. i mean watch for right all right so we'll try to see if we can add more uh, uh, shows or like episodes uh, which are like focusing or i mean like at least try to create an awareness because i don't think we can educate anyone we can only create some kind of awareness in terms of how important it is for us to just think about security and privacy